0: Welcome, everybody. is episode two of this week's picks. I'm your host, Ryan. With me, as always, the guy that doesn't pick everything, just picks noses. Just kidding. That's my boy, Jason. He's here with some uh, picks this week.
1: Hello. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> How are you
0: doing today, my friend?
1: I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Excited for uh, this week's picks.
0: Yeah, very excited to see what you brought. Uh, a little bit about this show. We're going to break down things that you can access easily streaming media. Everything from movies, TV shows, music, books, whatever it may be. All uh, right, so uh, let's get started into it. I know we got we don't really discuss each other's picks beforehand, so it's always kind of a little back and forth flow conversation to this. So as always, we'll start with Jason's first pick of the day. Well,
1: I have a I'll start with a beer pick just to get things flowing. Um, and this this may be common knowledge, but I hadn't had it until recently. Uh, Bell's Too Hard to Dale. It's a you know silky smooth clean IPA, just easy drinking and just a I del- just delicious. I just love it.
0: I do know uh, Bell's beer. It's out of uh, Michigan.
1: That sounds about right. You know.
0: um, I ran I raced quote unquote real hard quote unquote race. I rode in the Bell's beer, Iceman Men Cometh mountain bike race four years ago or something like that. All right. Yeah. yeah so I know Bell's beer. Yeah. Yeah, I've ch- I think the city it's, it's based in starts the T, and I can't think of it,
1: but yeah. Eh, it's somewhere up in Michigan. Michigan. But, um, specifically, I haven't had all their stuff, but specifically their Two-Hearted Ale. It's like an Indian, uh, it's an American-style pale uh, IPA,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, man, even, I don't typically go for IPAs, you know, typically more of a stout, but it's um, it's just a light, easy-drinking, flavorful beer that... Really enjoy, and uh, it's pretty available, 7% APV. Um, yeah, that's really it. Just give it a go if <laughs> you. Know, looking for a tasty beer.
0: Yeah, look at that. Is Bell's beers, I guess you'd say, um, their number one go-to. They're flagship. That's the word I'm looking for, flagship beer. Is that too hard a day? A lot of big fans of it. I will say it's probably one of two IPAs I've drank and ever liked. So I like that pick, my friend. I like it. My pleasure. You know, <laughs> hope you enjoy it soon. Oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I've I haven't had it in a long time, probably since that race. So I mean, I may got to pick it up. Maybe time to pick it up again.
1: I um, uh, I I wasn't even looking for it. there's just uh live in Florida, so you know, liquor stores here have bars in them, and um, just said, "What do you want to drink?" And I said, "Pick for me," and that's what they poured, and that's what I get every time now.
0: That's a great way to do it. I like the I like the bartender's choice. Yeah, that's a very good thing. My buddy does that when we go to brunch. He just asks the waitress to pick between three items, he says, and he says, Bring me the house favorite. So it's kind of fun. I always like that. It's adventure, right? Good adventure yeah. style. All right. Well, I guess what I'll... you got
1: for us this week?
0: My first pick, we'll go with something that can go on with drinking. I'm a big fan of stand up comedy, huge fan of stand up comedy. And on Netflix, this thing a week or so ago, maybe a little, almost two weeks now, Burt Kreischer's razzle dazzle dropped on netflix okay now i'm a big fan of him big fan of him because when he gets to gambling i think it gets me going We're in the middle of his jokes <laughs> and he's almost laughing before the punchline you know you, you expect sometimes that people stand up falls off after so many specials and been around so long but man razzle dazzle was awesome uh so if you're needing something it's like either an hour long stand-up special if you need something to do, and especially we watch them with people, that's the best time to watch stand-up is with the, some friends over or whatever and a cocktail or two in hand because, hell, is Bert Kreischer. We know he drinks. So <laughs> I don't know if you've heard his his cocktail speech, but that, that'll get you fired up to day drink any day of the week. But uh, anyway, Razzle Dazzle's on Netflix streaming. Uh, I mean, yeah, everybody knows Burt Kreischer. Everybody knows the name. But if you haven't watched it yet, definitely give it your hour. Check it out. It's a very, very, very enjoyable stand-up comedy special. So that's all, all I'm going right. to say about that one. What's <laughs> well, on so your second pick today, Jason? Well, so
1: I'm going to, for number two, I'm going to do what I'm going to call the risky pick of the week. Um,
0: right.
1: So this is a recommendation that I don't recommend for everybody. Um, I loved it. I hope you love it, but there's a good chance you would hate it. Not, not you specifically, but just anyone listening. It is um, disturbing, disturbing movie. Uh, with Matthew Freakin' McConaughey, Killer Joe. So oh, it came yeah. out in like two thousand eleven. Uh I think it wanna say it was like William Freakin's like last directed film. Um you know, Matthew McConaughey plays a a police officer who's also a contract killer on the side. And um I don't wanna talk about it too much to give the whole plot away. Yeah. Um very controversial movie. I think they gave it an NC seventeen. Um very disturbing performance from Canahay. Um but yeah, also incredibly made. Very uh very memorable <laughs> and um unnerving.
0: So unnerving.
1: Be uh be forewarned on that one.
0: All right, all right.
1: But if you're in the mood for something a little off kilter, <laughs>
0: uh killer Joe. I want to say I've seen that, but man, I may be getting confused with "Killing Them Softly." Oh, you—you you would, would not forget it. Okay, then I probably have not seen it because I mean, yeah, "Killing Them Softly" has Brad Pitt in it. But okay, so "Killer Joe." Okay, I'm putting that on my list. Do you know where it's streaming? Is it on anywhere right now? Um,
1: you know, let me let me glance at that real fast. It is. It doesn't look like it's on any streaming. You'd have to rent it.
0: Okay. All right, There you go, guys. Probably a well-spit $4 if you just can't find anything else to watch. Matthew McConaughey, always a great Texas-based actor. Um, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, all right. Well, appreciate that pick. Um, I'm going to also have maybe a little bit minor disturbing movie. Um, now, this is a new movie. I think it's been out that long. And I will say this. I watched it simply because Dave Bautista was in it. And I like him as an actor. I appreciated him in Guardians of the Galaxies. I've appreciated him in the Army of the Dead that was on Netflix, which will probably be a future recommendation. But I watched it. It's called Knock at the Cabin. Sure. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay, so the wife and I sat down, Went to watch this movie one night, got into it, started watching it. So the guy who played King George in Hamilton, and he was also Mindhunter, he's in it. Fantastic role he plays. The whole cast is great. Rupert Grant. Is that his name? Rupert Grant, He played Ron Weasley, is also in it. But he plays an American accent. It's it's just, it's a great role for him because it's just different. Because you seem like, wow. So I didn't realize how much Star Power is actually in this movie. We got to watching it. And, it. and to tell you this, it has twists and turns because, man, when it finished off and it said directed by, it said M. Night Shyamalan. And I was like, of course it's M. Night Shyamalan. But I had no idea going into it.
1: I was just about to ask, like, so you, you weren't aware starting that. No. Yeah, I could see how that would throw you for a loop. I was
0: not aware of starting that was in that Shyamalan. I just knew it was kind of a weird, suspenseful horror film. That's all I knew about it going in. You know, I don't think I even see it. i seen maybe part of the trailer for it. You know, But I just remember hearing about it, I think, more than anything else. So we put it on. I won't say anything about it because I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> Let's just say the group of individuals interrupt a family's getaway at a cabin and just watch it. I think it has a fantastic finish to it. I think it's M Knight's best since Signs. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, I but you know, and now controversial take. I did not like the village. Okay, so um well, yeah.
1: While we're here, mm-hmm. since we're on M Knight Shyamalan for a minute, what do you not like about the village?
0: I called it. Mm. I, th- I think it's the biggest part. I called it early, and I, just, I don't know. I just it never hit. It never hit for me. So I think
1: with M Night Shyamalan films, I think sometimes they could benefit from ending earlier. Like they're good, solid movies with great themes and these interesting concepts. And sometimes that big reveal is a little like the village. I think if you just if you cut off like before she escapes, you know, outside of the walls. spoilers, <laughs> um, then I don't know. It is a real tense, taunt movie with some interesting themes. Yeah. And if you take away the surprise twist ending, like, that, then I think it becomes a better film.
0: I, I would agree.
1: Gets... So the other thing about him for me that trips me up, it's almost like really well-made B-movies. Um, the dialogue in them is always so... Shyamalani. like it yeah nobody talks like
0: that <laughs> if he gets Tarantino just... to do his dialogue it'd be all, um, Academy of Warpening Pictures I'm, but I don't know it would also take away some of
1: the weird schlock of his films you mm. know that make them unique and special well the worst um, the
0: worst the happening so it's all yeah, wow. Well,
1: <laughs> I don't know maybe we need to revisit that soon and, okay and check it out again
0: uh, um, oh man maybe my last still. parting
1: my last parting thought for knocking the cabin was Oh, it's been a while since i've seen it but when she's describing her kid and you know she's talking sweetly about him and like oh he likes pancakes like that's how you describe your child like what what child doesn't like pancakes yes, <laughs> that's true the, true That's the number one feature you had for your your son
0: my son pancakes. my son likes pancakes okay all right yeah, so every kid in the united states and in the world probably because i mean <laughs> or the or whatever that culture's version of pancakes is but speaking i'm gonna have pancakes for this podcast um all right <laughs> moving on moving right, on we'll, pick three all
1: right so i'm gonna you might not be surprised but you're gonna get a lot of movie picks from me um next up is one of my favorite horror films uh from 2007 a spanish horror film uh just titled wreck as in record um rec and okay. it is a found footage um, movie, Ooh. but it is one of the best found footage horror films there is. Um, you follow like a television reporter and her cameraman who are just filming like a just some documentary segment about like the local nighttime fire crews over in uh, Spain, and they get a call. They go with them. They go into a building, and things start to unravel. Um, and it is intense taunts um just terrifying really and um i don't want to give too much away but i just it's just tense taunt great film you know it is subtitled but frankly uh, it doesn't really affect it like like a talking piece Mm -hmm. film (laughs) it's a found footage horror film and um great ending um what else to say about it it um You know, they just use the found footage bit excellently, you know, where some people phone it in or whatever. Yeah. Um, It adds to the movie. um, It's one other thing I was trying to get to, but oh, it's short. That's what I also like. It's just I think it's like 70 something minutes. So well under an hour and a half. And they just use that time and just get right after it. No time wasted.
0: Um, It's wonderful. Probably how a found footage should be. It's like a short, short film, right? With found footage, you can't drag that out too long.
1: Yeah. And like, who wants to have jump scares for like three hours, you know? Um, you know, once you get going, let's just get going. Not in that um, paranormal activity crap where it's like, <laughs> the next day I was having breakfast and, you know, okay, <laughs> we get it. You're in normal family. It's, it's like a roller coaster. Um, now to tangent off that, some people a lot of people have probably seen the american remake with um called quarantine
0: it oh, stars that the, was um, off of okay
1: it it start they remade it in you know cuz americans don't like their subtitles so they just remake this whole film with um the chick from dexter deb from dexter um i'm blanking on her name right now um let's see it is um, well, shoot! I feel like I should know this. I used to talk about her all the time. now you're talking uh,
0: redhead. Yeah, Dexter's sister, yeah, Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter. No, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so they remade this in um, American. Um, exact same plot, exact same everything. If you put them on like side by side, they're almost. It's almost like a shot for shot remake, and yet somehow the American one is trash. <laughs> which I, I find increasingly fascinating that you can take the exact same film, film it almost shot for shot. And one version is incredible. One of the best horror films there is out there. And the other is just trash garbage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and through no fault of like Jennifer Carpenter. I mean, she was excellent in it, but the just something about it, like little things weren't the same and it just wasn't as tense and it. Just not as good. It's hard to explain. It's weird.
0: That happens. Uh, what's the remake? Let me in is the remake of that Swedish version. Mm. And the Swedish film is. Way, way better, I think, even with subtitles. I don't know. Yeah. And probably the same with the grudge. The Japanese version of the grudge is a lot worse. But we're right. we're spoiling a lot of reviews for future days, especially the Halloween episodes about horror films.
1: So, <laughs> oh, I could don't worry. We got more horror films to talk about that for the next 20 years. So we're good.
0: We're good. All right.
1: Um, so yeah, so if you're in movie horror film, definitely check out wreck Spanish um,
0: film wreck as in recording. avoid
1: yeah r e c um definitely avoid quarantine, no reason to visit that um if you like it, there's actually a series like there's a second the story keeps going, two three, I think there's a fourth one even, but i'm I'm only here recommending the first so take the rest with a grain of
0: salt, yeah, yeah, all right. Well, cool, man. I well, appreciate that pick, Jason. All right.
1: What's what's next for you?
0: Moving along. I'm going to go back, lighten it up a little bit. I'm going to talk about three bottles I think every home bar needs. And not just, okay. not like, you know, off the typical liquors. The three mixers, blenders, cocktail performers that I think you need in your house. So, first one off, a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people think Quattro when they think this one. But this is different. Dry Curacao. Not blue curacao. Blue curacao is like its Arkansas cousin. Okay, <laughs> uh, dry curacao, and I think it makes a better margarita with a reposado than a curacao does. So, it's about forty bucks for a bottle of dry curacao, but it's great, great. Uh, I think it goes. It has that little orange hint, but it's not as sweet as Cointreau. So it makes a little bit better, cleaner. I think overall uh, beverage. So that's that's mm. one bottle I think everybody needs. Um, Another one's grenadine. I have seen so many cocktail recipes where they just do a grenadine topper, floater, or you know, or like a tequila sunrise has a grenadine topper on it. it makes it look pretty, it makes a great cocktail look like fun, but it's got a great flavor to it. There's a lot of shaking cocktails that have grenadine in them, um, so it's just a fun thing to add and add some color, and it's got a lower. Uh, higher, I guess, uh, specific gravity, so it floats on those things. So it's just pretty. It's just pretty all around. It's a great, and it adds a little flavor and a little flair to your cocktail. And this next thing I've heard it referred to as a bartender's ketchup because it makes everything better. And that's St. Germain.
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, everybody needs that in their bar. I don't know, especially a day-drinking cocktail. There's so many day-drinking cocktails, I feel like, that have that in it or a version like another brand of it but uh, oh yeah but yeah that is in everything like i said bartender's ketchup because it makes everything better what does ketchup do in the fridge it makes everything better everything you, eat, you know <laughs> chicken nuggets steak oh well, not steak a good steak shouldn't have ketchup but you know what i mean a burger and ketchup come on fries and ketchup i mean hell, it's eggs and ketchup if some people but yeah
1: Cause it's just a, it's just elderflower liqueur, right?
0: Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the basis of it, and I think they just do it. It's kind of like Angostura bitters; they just do it better than everybody else. Yeah. You so, know, but I think that's three bottles that everybody needs for your cocktail pleasures, because I mean I come across so many um, recipes that call for one of those. You know, like I said, Jack here something I found on a recipe for the quote unquote a guy was doing a margarita matrix. And that kind of way I wanted to taste is because uh, is a dry cuter so It's kind of taste I like. So. Well, speak,
1: speaking of, how
0: how do you make your margaritas? All right. Well, yeah, I'll talk about it. my margarita recipe is very, very, very simple. And give me one second, and I will pull that stuff up. <laughs> I was not expecting this question. That's but,
1: fine. I can talk about mine if you're pulling it up.
0: Yeah, I got it right here. So I right. like 100% agave reposado, which is a okay. yellow tequila. Fortaleza is my preferred brand. Alright, so um, what I do is have one ounce of lime juice, one ounce of dry curacao, two ounces of tequila, and a shaker with one whole cube of ice and one cracked ice in a shaker and shake it. Then, of course, you hold out a, a lime, rim your glass, salt it, and you just strain that into your glass. It makes a perfect, perfect margarita.
1: Hmm. I I kind of go the simple classic route with um, just a a good, higher quality tequila. Not quite a sipping tequila, but not these fifteen eighteen dollar bottles of Jose and that garbage, just a decent solid tequila that you wouldn't mind drinking on its own, and then um, depending on your taste, maybe one to one ratio of uh, simple syrup, okay, um, so half tequila, half simple syrup, um, ice or whatever you want, shake and stirred, however you want to do it, and you know lime lime juice to taste.
0: Nice,
1: and that's it—just tequila, some sugar water, some lime.
0: I believe uh, less is more in most things, uh, you know. So, but I'm biased. I'm a, I'm a big
1: bourbon drinker. I like the very alcohol-forward cocktails. Right. So for me, my margaritas—I don't want them very su- too sweet, and I want to—I want to taste that tequila, especially yes. if you're not using some cheap yes. garbage tequila. So
0: yeah, and that's what I think you get in kind of mine. is the same way. You get the little the citrus, uh, the lime, you get the uh, dry curacao to give it a little hint of more of that citrusy flavor. But you still, yeah. and of course, it comes out ice cold in that shaker, right? But oh, sure, yeah. So that's that's a fantastic drink. And uh, wonderful. We're currently out of reposado with the house, so that's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I have had the no nights for a drink, I was like, man, I guess I have just one more, and you know, tequila comes out nowhere and I left field and hit you in the face. Yeah, yeah. So, well,
1: okay, three good bottle choices for every yeah. bar. Yeah. But, um, do you have more? Or where are we at on the on the
0: list for the week? Uh, I, uh do you have a pick four? That's three, basically, from each of us. I think. The I, the I had a
1: backup pick if we needed to keep going. um,
0: um Hey, you know, I've got. You want know, to do one more? than I had my dumbass parlay of the week.
1: Oh, it right, sounds good. Um, unsurprisingly, I have another movie. Um. From the late 90s. Kind of a mixed review film. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But I love it. And it is Sphere. From uh, the 1998 sci-fi. With, um, man, really just a whole host of people in the cast. You know, you had Dustin Hoffman as the main lead. Sharon Stone. Samuel Jackson. Um, How? It is, um, you know, some people think it's a little long and convoluted. And they're right. (laughs) But it's it's just that late 90s sci-fi with themes about reality, the human psyche, like the consequences of messing with an unknown force. You know, it's just, you got Dustin Hoffman tearing up the acting screen and Samuel Jackson doing his thing. So, you know, it's underwater. Um, I just, i, I that and a, The Abyss just both hold a special place in my heart. You know, so. All right. That's a... Uh, I'm not going to ramble on about it too I don't much. I think but... I've seen that.
0: I don't think I've I don't think I've seen that. I really don't.
1: Just a good sci-fi horror film from the
0: 90s. Hey, man, that's awesome. Think how long around Hoffman and Sam Jackson have been doing their stuff. That's just it's great to think about. Great to think about. <laughs> now, are... I think.
1: Oh, no, no. no. I'm done talking about it. Go on.
0: <laughs> I need to keep going. going to keep going. It's all right.
1: Oh, I just I was looking at the list and I was like, I do not remember Queen Latifah in that film. But apparently she's in it.
0: Hey, here we go. righty, all right, man. Well, good, great picks this week, Jason. I appreciate that. And I know. I hope all the listeners do too. Uh, we're at the segment now where I'd like to talk about Ryan's dumb ass pick of the week. Um, so this is a parlay bet I put together a week. You can follow it or not. I usually put about no more than two dollars on this, just because it's just fun to see. I don't have know the generated odds yet of what you get because I haven't placed the bet yet. But also, I want to do a disclaimer. If you have a gambling problem, look, get help. There's numbers out there. This gambling parlay stuff is just for fun. If you don't have the money to risk, don't risk it. It's not worth everything. All right? So that's just from the bottom of my heart. Do not risk stuff you don't have. It's all for fun. You are not become a millionaire off of sports betting. All right? <laughs> well, with that but said, if you, what but you if do? you do, you owe us 10%. Yeah. 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 Right. we will sit a Patreon up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, So that being said, uh, starting on uh, April 24th, uh, this podcast should release er early April 23rd. uh, I have the Rangers reds hit the Rangers reds money line on the Rangers. Every game they play this week, Rangers are on a hot streak. They're looking great pitching, hitting everything's fantastic. Uh, Red Sox at Baltimore. It's going to be tight, but if you, the Red Sox's top two pitchers are on the mound, take them, take the Red Sox money line. Uh, and then I have the NHL uh, parlay with the Toronto Maple Leafs money line. The Tampa Bay Lightning took some severe injuries in game one. I think Toronto rolls them in a, in a gentleman's sweep, so four games to one. So you take the Rangers, Red Sox, and Toronto Maple Leafs money lines and all of the games to parlay those together, I think you have a great. If you want to add something to it later in the week, Grizzlies game five on the Lakers. They're at home in Memphis. I think the Grizzlies take at least game five at home. I know the series is tied 1-1 right now. They're pretty tight games, but I think the Grizzlies have them with a the youth on their side. So that's my parlay of the week. be the Rangers money line, Red Sox money line, Toronto Maple Leafs money line, and Grizzlies game five. So, hey, take with it what you will. Have fun with it. Now, after that, I always give you Nixon's pick, which is the game damn, goddamn walk of the century. Okay. And this is, shouldn't be no surprise to Jason. This pick is Max Verstappen to win any race F1 host this year. <laughs> if you want to put a futures down, I put Max Verstappen and Red Bull to win the Constructors Cup as well. So you, and you can actually like, put those bets together.
1: That can't be good odds, though, right? Like, <laughs> It's too big not to get anything back.
0: <laughs> no, but it's a safe. It's, you always win a little something. You may not, if you bet five, you may get $3 back. but You're always going to win something. So, um, I do think there's going to be some competition on him in some races, but, uh, I do believe that it's not even fair. How much red? I mean,
1: short of an Eagle flying into his engine, every other race. I don't,
0: I mean, Mercedes looks fast again this year. I uh, uh, I think, uh, Ferrari is struggling. So far, Red Bull looks fast as all as I'll get out, and I think unless he starts fifteenth again, and with his partner Carlos is it Carlos Signs? No, that's not his. Is, his partner's not Carlos Signs. It's uh, are you talking about Checo? Yeah, Checo. If Checo's got pole, and Max is like fifteenth starting out due to penalty. Like that one race, they let Checo run, wait, uh, win it. So maybe that you know put Checo to win when he has pole on, but. Yeah, Max is a lock. Max and Red Bull are locks at F1. So that's Nix's pick of the week. She's a big fan. Of course, that pick is after my dog. Um, But, uh, yeah, so that's my stupid-ass parlay of the week and Nix's lock of pretty much the rest of the F1 season. (laughs) But, uh, all right, I hope you all have enjoyed this uh, episode, two. Thanks for joining in. Uh, We're released every Sunday. Jason, I appreciate the time to research your picks. I appreciate you getting to us just um, in, in, in a succinct way. I really enjoyed them all. I'm glad we threw the uh, tequila um, market recipe in there. So everybody, oh, yeah, have a great, great week. Enjoy these picks. Hit us up if you've enjoyed these. Comment on our uh, – rate rate, review our uh, podcast. You can be found anywhere you listen to them, Spotify and Apple. Give us five stars. Hit that follow button, subscribe button. We appreciate all the ratings and reviews. It uh, helps us out. Again, this is this week's picks. I'm Jason. That's Ryan. Right. I'm Ryan. That's Jason. That was great. But, take uh, care. And take care, y'all.